Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of The Web Show. This is Season 2, Episode 4, and I'm super excited because we have lots of awesome things to talk about tonight. However, the first one, probably the thing that I'm most excited about that I want to jump into, is the fact that this month, February 2021, is my two-year anniversary for streaming. Now, for those of you who don't know, we didn't actually start here on Twitch. Um, we actually started over on a platform that plenty of people have heard of but actually doesn't exist anymore called Mixer. It was a Microsoft program or software that they launched, and I honestly had a lot of hope, a lot of faith that the product was going to be like the next big hit. I mean, Microsoft is a gaming company. Everything about it just really made sense to me. However, unfortunately, they decided to close operations and essentially sold themselves to Facebook Gaming, and they didn't let us know about it as streamers and content creators until pretty much the last minute when we found out through a tweet. So, we were, we were all faced with, with an option. Many of the partners went to Facebook Gaming. Uh, I even tried Facebook Gaming myself and tried to get an idea for what I thought about that. <clears throat> and many, many, many content creators tried a, a platform that really isn't that big right now called Trevo and Twitch. And that puts us where we are here right now. So I'm super excited to celebrate that. And I want everyone to know that I've absolutely loved this opportunity to create content and different types of content that I never thought would have been possible before. In the last two years, we have not only streamed on Twitch, but we've launched not one, but two YouTube channels that we're right now kind of cultivating to be all that they can be but they've been blowing up and doing really well lately and i'm super excited about that because it i'm finally making the types of content that i just really love making for the sake of making the content we've launched a channel here on twitch webby pumpkin and we stream every monday tuesday thursday and friday night at 7 p.m central time so if you guys are listening back for our audio listeners or if you're watching this back in a vod you can hang out any of those days at twitch.tv webby pumpkin we have a really really great time and of course without further ado the podcast that you're listening to right now the web show we're in season two and this was different than anything that i've ever tried to do before i've never i always talk like i never stop talking but I've never done anything like a podcast before, and it seemed like a cool idea. It seemed like a neat option, and I was like, I really kind of want to try this. And now look at us. In Season 2, you can watch the web show live every other Thursday at 7 p.m. at twitch.tv. Or, for our audio listeners, you can listen, obviously, wherever you enjoy your podcast. If you want to watch the video back, you can check that out at twitch.tv slash webbypumpkin as well. Or, on that YouTube channel, all those links are pretty much everywhere. They're within the portal for, for the podcast. They're all over my social media, Webby Pumpkin, everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. I'm Webby Pumpkin there. I would love for you to come and hang out. And hit me with a follow. If you do watch live, though, on Twitch on Thursdays, you actually have an opportunity to become a part of the show because we've begun interacting with chat during the web show, and it's super cool. One of the things that happens sometimes with a live show is what I just realized happening. For our audio listeners, it won't matter so much to you, and that is that I actually forgot to update the category. Huh. So I'm going to do that right now. And those are the things that you'll only notice if you watch live 
on Thursdays at 7. <clears throat> Would love for you guys to be a part, though, with that. Now, in celebration of that two-year mark of streaming, we're actually doing something really super cool. We're going to be dropping some brand new merch on February 7th. That's this Sunday, um, which is the actual day that I started streaming two years ago. We're going to be dropping some new merch, but it's all sh whispers and secrets until you see that. The best way to find that is to join the Discord or follow me on social. You'll see the links for that new merch design there, and it's going to be on sale as soon as it hits the store. Definitely would love for you to check that out. You can follow me on social. Like I said, I'm Webby Pumpkin everywhere. You don't want to miss out on that. It's going to be on sale for a little while, but I can't tell you exactly what it's going to look like yet. It's going to be super cool. But something you can get involved in right this very moment is a giveaway that I'm doing to try to give back as a celebration for two amazing years of streaming. We're running a, a small little give back. $25 gift card to the gaming ecosystem of your choice, whether that be Xbox, Nintendo, PlayStation, Steam, you name it. $25. You can hit the link that's in chat here on um, on Twitch Live right now. Or if you don't want to do that, or if you're listening back later, you can find that link at the very top of my link tree on all of my social media on YouTube. Just hit that link for that's in the bio of all those social medias, and it's the very top option. Would love for you to get involved. There's plenty of ways to enter. I would love for you guys to take part of that. It's really super cool. All right. <clears throat> Without further ado, we'll continue on. I see uh, Bat Kingston is coming to the chat for the web show right now. It says, what's up? Hello, Bat Kingston. Thank you so much for being here. We have some amazing things to talk about on the web show tonight, and we're just going to jump right in with one of the ones that I found probably most interesting actually of all the things that we're going to discuss tonight and that is google stadia the company google announced at the beginning of this month that's february 1st that it's shutting down its internal stadia game development division as it focuses stadia to be a home a home for streaming games from existing developers instead of its own game so basically what they're doing is they're saying hey i'm not going we're not planning to create any first party ips for Google Stadia, we're going to only be a game system, a streaming system for games that come from third parties or third party IPs. For those of you new to that gaming lingo, IP is just short for intellectual property. So they're planning to try to be another console that Fortnite could be on or, or something like that. What's up, Doji Doritos in the chat? Remember, if you get active in the chat on Thursdays live, you get to be a part of the web show. So the vice president of Google, Phil Harrison, stated... Uh, and this is a direct quote, so I'm going to read it. <clears throat> Creating best-in-class games from the ground up takes many years and significant investment, and the cost is going up exponentially. Given our focus on building on the proven technology of Stadia, as well as deepening our business partnerships, we've decided that, it, that we will not be investing further in bringing exclusive content from our internal development team, SG&E, beyond any near-term planned games. So basically, like I said, what they're doing is they're choosing to no longer uh, develop anything that, except for the games that are really, really close to already being out. They're choosing to shut down all development for first-party games on Google Stadia, which is really interesting. Uh, Google is actually shutting down both of its locations in Los Angeles and Montreal. Both those game studios have been shut down, both of which existed under the Stadia Games and Entertainment banner. Uh, a lot of those job opportunities, from what I understand, are being reallocated, so that's really cool. Uh, however, the the guy that was over it all, that has worked on like Ubisoft projects and everything like that, he's actually completely stepping away. So that won't be happening. The Verge reported this. 
So the Verge reported that Stadia, uh, alongside the $9.99 USD uh, price for Stadia Pro subscription services, will continue to exist going forward. So they don't plan on phasing any of that out. So if you've already got a Stadia, or if you've recently ordered a Stadia and it's coming in, you don't have to worry. Uh, everything you've paid for, you're still technically going to get. You just don't have any hope of any first-party IPs. Let's see. Uh, uh, and Google may continue trying to excure, secure exclusives or timed exclusives, uh, third-party titles to offer through a subscription. But any near-planned games will be released on Stadia as planned. So if you've been holding out for a Stadia game that you're excited about that was supposed to come out just around the corner, then there's a good chance you're still going to see that game. However, you know, if there was a game that you were hopeful for that was announced for Google Stadia and Google Stadia alone that was supposed to come out, you know, in a year or in a year and a half or two years, yeah, you're probably not going to see that. You're probably not going to see that. There is hope, like, like we said already, that... Uh, that Google can create some type of agreement with other companies to basically do a little bit of like what Final Fantasy has done with PlayStation, uh, in that PlayStation gets exclusivity for a time. Uh, whatever that time is, they'll have to set up in the agreement. But they get exclusivity, like say on Final Fantasy VII Remastered, uh, Sony has the exclusivity deal on that for a certain amount of time, but eventually that game will also be on Xbox and other platforms. So that's what I mean by timed exclusive. Here's Webby's opinion, and I want to hear your opinion in the comments here live as well. If you're an audio listener checking out later and you have an opinion on Google Stadia and everything that's been happening, hey, at me on Twitter, at Webby Pumpkin. I want to know your opinion, or DM me on Twitter, Instagram, shoot, even TikTok. I'm Webby Pumpkin everywhere. I do want to know what you're thinking, and I'd love to bring those thoughts back to the community. But here's here's what I'm thinking. If you can just give me a moment to set aside what we're thinking about, set aside the plans for the discussion tonight, and just share my opinion, I'd like to do that with you. And truthfully, I think this was absolutely terrible. This is a terrible move for Google or Stadia. What this is, is a I tuck my tail and try not to admit that I messed up. You done messed up, A.A. Ron. Google Stadia honestly wasn't really high on my Webby Pumpkin Has Faith in You list in general because <clears throat> and with all the reports that I've seen of people who have actually gotten their hands on a Google Stadia and tried to play it, it's really lackluster. Like, the service isn't, isn't providing anything that I believe is competitive or is able to to steal the attention away from other game systems like Microsoft has with Xbox or like Sony has with PlayStation. Shoot, Nintendo Online is the worst online experience I've ever had on any console, and I'd rather have a Switch than a Stadia. So already I wasn't thinking super highly about the Stadia, but the one thing, the one thing that would maybe cause me to want to actually purchase a Stadia in 2021 was if they released a game that I thought was great that I couldn't play anywhere else. If it didn't come out on PC, it didn't come out on any of the other major parties, then I'd have to get a Stadia to play it. It's what got me to, to play Zelda. Zelda's only on a Switch. I wanted to play Zelda. I got a Switch. I've loved my Switch since. But it was that one game that really kind of brought me over into the Nintendo ecosystem. The same thing would have happened for Google Stadia, but they've given up me, and I'm sure other people who agree with me or feel like me, they've given up me as an option for for sales because what do they have to offer? 
everything's in 1080p streamed and it doesn't stream well and it buffers and it lags, I'm certainly not going to want to play anything competitive like Fortnite or any or Warzone or anything like that or Destiny. I don't want to play those on Stadia. I want to play those on my Xbox or I want to play those on my PlayStation or on my computer. Something that can really be competitive to the people against the people that I'm playing with on these MMOs. So personally, if you're anything like me, I would say don't. If you haven't already, don't pick up a Stadia. It, I don't. I really don't think it's worth it. If you've already got a Stadia, enjoy it. You you have a piece of novelty. You have a piece of history. Because I personally don't think that even though Stadia support is going to be continued, even though they're not making any new games, I personally don't think that Stadia is going to stick around anytime. If you have a different opinion, or if you'd like to share some of your opinion, please take this time to do that now in the in the chat. Otherwise, we'll go ahead and move on. I'm gonna look at some chats that have already happened. I'm uh let's see. Kind of like Fall Guys with Sony as well. Fall Guys is, I mean, also released day one on Steam. So it's a little bit different, but I've only seen, the only console I've seen Fall Guys on is Sony so far. So you're, you're right, PlayStation has it in the console market. And because there's no cross-play for Fall Guys, they really have a little bit of a kind of monopoly on the whole thing. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. All right, next thing up. Nin not Nintendo. Xbox. Games with Gold. Late January 2021. Do you guys know about this? Games with Gold, uh, a service that allows you to play online for uh, for Xbox, lets you play online. You get a couple games that honestly haven't really been super great in the last two years since I've had it. But you get a couple games free to download. Most of what I mean, you'll get like one decent Xbox One title and an Xbox 360 title usually, uh, and then midway through the month they'll switch that around and you'll get a different 360 title and a different Xbox One title. And they're always kind of lackluster and that's not that special. Uh, what really is the reason people want games with gold is because you get certain offers or certain deals on other games as well as online multiplayer capabilities through games with gold it's traditionally $60 USD but late January Microsoft increased the price of a 12-month subscription to Xbox Live Gold from 60 USD to $120 USD the move appeared to be designed to push Xbox Live subscribers towards Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, which offers Xbox Live Gold access as well as xCloud streaming and access to more than 100 games, and we know the spill and everything like that. So it was totally a, a cash grab move to either make more money or push people to the better deal, air quotes there, the better deal, which would have been the, uh, which would have been, you know, Game Pass Ultimate. Totally, totally a, a cash grab roof. When I tell you, not even 24 hours later from the time that they made this decision, people on Reddit and Twitter were were up in arms, completely, completely upset about this. So mere hours after that announcement, Microsoft actually backpedaled. They changed their mind. So, uh, so hours after announcing a controversial doubling in price for the service, Microsoft reversed the decision and threw in a bit of a bonus. So get this. Not only did they, did they say, ah, oh, no, we're going to recant that. It's going to be $60. Microsoft decided to bring Xbox Live in line with Sony and Nintendo's online services by dropping the subscription requirement to play free-to-play games. So popular free-to-play games like Fortnite are now or have always been playable on PlayStation and on Nintendo without an online subscription. If you had to be online to be able to play the game and the game was free-to-play, you didn't have to have a subscription unless you were on Xbox. But why? Well, Microsoft has said that it's working hard to deliver the change to be able to play those games for free as soon as possible in the coming months. Here's Microsoft's full statement. I'd like to read it for you. It says, 
We messed up today, and you are right to let us know. Connecting and playing with friends is a vital part of gaming, and we failed to meet the expectations of players who count on it every day. As a result, we have decided to not change the Xbox Live Gold pricing. We're turning this moment into an opportunity to bring Xbox Live more in line with how we see the player at the center of their experience. For free-to-play games, you will no longer need an Xbox Live Gold membership to play those games on Xbox. We are working hard to deliver this change as soon as possible in the coming months. If you are an Xbox Live Gold member already, you stay at your current price for renewal. New and existing members can continue to enjoy Xbox Live Gold for the same prices they pay today. In the U.S., that's $9.99 for one month, $24.99 for three months, $39.99 for six months, and $59.99 for retail 12 months. Thank you. That's their full statement. So that's what Microsoft gave us. So, I want to hear your opinion on all this. But if you would if you would allot me the same privilege to get to share my opinion on the on the Xbox just debacle here, then buckle up. Cause Xbox is being praised right now for listening to the consumer. That's that's the whole thing. They're listening to the consumer. They're like, oh my goodness, Xbox heard us when we complained and they brought the prices back and they also gave us free stuff. No, 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 no. No, why in the world are would we praise a company for fixing the problem they created? That's like, oh my goodness, that doctor saved my life whenever I was whenever I'd gotten stabbed in the back, but they're the ones that stabbed me in the back. That's totally what happened. We're not we're not gonna praise that. And I don't want us to like forget that. Now I love Xbox. I actually think it's a great company. I really love my console. I've had a lot of lot of hours put into the Xbox since I got my first one uh, back in, oh my goodness, twenty seventeen plenty of hours into the game really 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 love the ecosystem i honestly don't even mind the xbox live uh gold subscription but i just can't praise them for this doji strudo you can ask your question or make your statement if you want i'm not just going to pause because we are recording for audio listeners i don't want there to be downtime but definitely feel free to go ahead and put your thought in the uh in the comments and i i want to hear it i want to hear it and i'll share it with everyone so my thoughts then just kind of stem to this idea of like, I can't praise you for that. I'm glad that you finally caught up Xbox because PlayStation was already letting us do these things. You know, power to the player is what they say. Even Nintendo, which doesn't have a great, you know, history of doing things correctly online. Even Nintendo was allowing people to play Fortnite and games that are really, really big for free online. And it was doing a lot to just bring the community together. Now they have their own flaws. Sony, just completely disagreed with the idea of cross-platform, and they fought that tooth and nail as hard as they could, but they finally came around. And I gave Sony a lot of grief about their decision to not support cross-platform until they did. And then I didn't say, oh, praise the mighty Sony PlayStation because you have made cross-platform possible. I didn't say that. I said, about time you caught up, Sony, because if you didn't, people were, gonna, were not going to use your console. That's what I was thinking. Anyway, Doji Dorito says this: <clears throat> Since they put back the price and gave them the free thing, <clears throat> are kind of uh, doing a price match. I mean, you're not wrong. That's an interesting way to look at it, Doge. So basically, Doge is stating that all they did was, if you will, essentially price match the competitors, uh, or the biggest competitor being Sony. It's like, all right, well, I'll I will make our price the same price. It'll be sixty dollars a year again. And now you get free stuff for free. So we're just like Sony. We can compete. It was all about competition. 
maybe it was even about press because surely they didn't think doubling the price, doubling the annual price was going to go over well. Surely didn't think that. I don't know if they were trying to recuperate some money that they're losing on sales for the Xbox Series because honestly, you're getting a heck of a value on that Series X for the price that you're paying. So I, I feel like they're probably selling it for a slight loss. So maybe they're trying to, to, you know, get some of that back because honestly, let's be honest, Xbox is pretty much a, like a streaming service at this point. Like a lot of a lot of the things that we really like and we praise Xbox for come from the fact that they offer subscription services. So that's that's kind of my thoughts there is that they're 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 the Netflix of gaming right now, especially with Game Pass. But anyway, I just wanted to put that thought into everyone's mind that we shouldn't be praising or like, oh, great Xbox because you listen to your you listen to your community. I mean, I'm glad that they did listen to the community, but I think this was some kind of marketing stunt or ploy or something. So anyway, uh, Insane Godman says I think Xbox should get rid of Gold Live uh, and make all games free to play online and still have the Game Pass for all the games. If they did something like that in St. Godman, it would absolutely like alter the industry. It'd be a lot like what um, PlayStation used to be on the PS3 whenever you, it was free to play online for a PlayStation Network. It's free to play online if you play on PC. Like It would it would make a lot of sense. I don't think that it's going to be possible for them to do that uh, without seeing an increase in price somewhere else. So we would see, I think we would see Game Pass go up. In, in sales or uh, in price tag or we would see the console itself go up in price because a lot of from what i understand a lot of the money that is going into games with gold is actually for online is actually to support online servers for games now don't get me wrong games like fortnite the reason it never should have been required to play those games is because Epic Games is hosting its own servers. Like, Microsoft really isn't out anything for those types of things, but especially for their own IPs like Halo, um, they, they're they fully they're fully in control of everything that's happening there. Uh, Doji Chirito says they're kind of struggling by offering the console that low. I, I completely agree, Doge. It, it is a very low price for the amount of hardware and performance that you get out of a Series X. Uh, to be fair, though, I don't really think that we're seeing all of that performance right now because games aren't entirely optimized. And since Xbox didn't give us anything first party right off the bat that is, if you will, an exclusive for the Series X that's really taking advantage of the specs, it, they really just gave us kind of upgrades to games like Gears 5. Um, that made them look better don't get me wrong with ray tracing or even minecraft got a boost and it looks really really great but these are technically not new games they are just games that look way better and got kind of a refreshing for the series x so i'm eager to actually see that hardware be fully taken advantage of because the series x is capable of a lot of things things that we don't fully even i don't think have a grasp of how good how crisp, how clear, how high performance they're actually going to be. So I think Sony takes the cake on that one because while the PlayStation 5 is, you know, on paper by specs, it is technically the weaker console, they also released games. <laughs> there are games you can only play on the PlayStation that people want to play. They were genius to go ahead and release Miles Morales. Like, that was great. And then have us build up anticipation for the next Horizon Zero Dawn, as well as my personal most anticipated game of 2021, which would be God of War Ragnarok. 
Oh my gosh, I am like literally. I've been I've been like excited, giddy as can be, ever since I saw that like three second long teaser trailer for it. Sony did a good. They did a good thing. They had a good marketing strategy to make us want to buy their console. It honestly made me decide that uh, I can get the PlayStation first because there's nothing new coming out on the Xbox. I have time. I don't need to buy it this holiday. And if you guys have listened to the podcast before or last season when we were talking about all the announcements and everything for those game systems, then that's no news to you. You know that that's my take is that if if you're going to get both anyway, PlayStation first. There's no reason to get an Xbox right now. Aside from the fact that Curveball for all of us, it's nearly impossible to get a PlayStation or an Xbox at MSRP because of bots and everyone buying them up. So now I'm on the vein of... I'm going to get whichever one I can get my hands on first. <laughs> That's what I'm going to get first because they're so hard to get, but I'm not, I personally can't pay more than MSRP for it. I just don't, I don't see that as a viable option. All right. Last, but certainly not least in today's uh, episode for the podcast is Nintendo online and Zelda's 35th anniversary, which is taking place right now. Uh, technically it's not quite there, but February, 2021 makes 35 years of Zelda. And I have some hopes for that. And I'm super excited to share those things with you because I think they're going to be really cool. But before we do that, let's talk a little bit about Nintendo online and their services moving forward. Now, I don't think we're going to see anything outside of speculation for like a revamping or anything of the, uh, of like the online shop or anything like that. But Right now, Nintendo Online currently uses a system. It uses a, a, you know, if you will, a infrastructure for online called NEX, and that's what they use for their multiplayer. Uh, NEX is a software that was actually licensed to Nintendo by Ubisoft Technology in 2010. So this is hardly a new software. It's 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 very dated, dated. But if you think that's old, like 10, 11 years is old. If you think that is old, uh, it's actually been around for 18 plus years which explains a whole lot about why smash bros is so laggy i mean splatoon does okay but actually in the like the data mining code for splatoon there's actually like a check and balance to make sure that the game's not playing on windows 98 are you kidding me windows 98 the thing is so old but data miners have been checking into some updates and things that are coming for the nintendo switch and they are revealing something called NPLN which is a new infrastructure that we don't really know a whole lot about and what it's going to do, but a new infrastructure for Nintendo Online that I'm hopeful and I want to let you guys know about is going to really increase the performance uh, and just the usability of Nintendo Online because Nintendo Online's problem is solely an infrastructure issue. It doesn't matter how good your internet service is. It doesn't matter your ping. Uh, You know, you can pay for the best internet in the world. Nintendo Online... It's still going to be hit or miss with you on anything other than games like Animal Crossing where it's just real chill. Like Mario Kart does okay. Smash Bros. does not. Splatoon eh, is okay, but not great. Like these are games that could do better. Now with the NPLN database or infrastructure, I'm not really sure if it's going to do anything retroactively. So we may not see a benefit for games like Smash or games like um, Splatoon. But we have actually already seen this technology in use with the new game Monster Hunter Rise. Now, it also explains why there were so many issues with Monster Hunter like right at the beginning uh, and then into development and everything. But it seems like things are working out right now. And for a game like Monster Hunter and the, and every, like, the fidelity that is required to, to play that game 
the way it's intended. If it's working now, I have high hopes for what NPLN is going to be able to offer for the online service for Nintendo. So there's just a little teaser, a little prediction here from Webby Pumpkin for you that I think is going to be really neat. And I'm eager to see what Nintendo does with it and how they use it. Um, now let's on to the thing that we really care most about, Zelda. Oh my gosh, Zelda. I what what what's gonna happen what more can we can we hope for out of a great experience with zelda well i'm gonna tell you some things that i'm hoping for but uh so insane godman says in the chat breath of the wild breath of the wild 2 please i'm gonna echo that in just a moment because i fully agree but for those of you they didn't they didn't know because i've already said it already you know february is 35 years for uh zelda but if the Mario 35 celebrations can tell us anything, we should expect to see a Zelda 35 celebration this year also. So the very first game debuted on February 21st, 1986. Yes, 35 years ago, 1986. So the big milestone is only about a month away. Because what I'm believing is that Nintendo is going to finish the celebration of Super Mario's anniversary which are ending in March, so it's really close. They're planning into that. And then perhaps right after March, we will see a shift in focus, I'm hoping, a shift in focus to Zelda. So this is what I'm expecting, what I'm hoping, and I want to hear your opinions and your desires and what you want to see come from the Zelda franchise as well. Let me know in the comments, at me on Twitter, if you're listening back later, if you're an audio listener. I want to know what you think about this. Because I want to begin to stir the pot and get the whole the whole idea in the conversation about Zelda going. Because I think if nothing else, it's going to cause other people who do know things to talk. And maybe Nintendo will be like, wow, they're really serious about this Zelda 35. Nintendo ultimately, at the end of the day, cares about money. So they're going to be like, oh man, there's a, there's a huge desire for an for zelda 35 let's give the people what they want and in turn make what we want which is money here's what i'm expecting number one the announcement of a release window for breath of the wild 2 fall 2021 i think we're going to see that this year by this holiday season i do believe we'll see breath of the wild 2 uh, as, a, as a release window within there uh, there's been a little bit of hype over the week because of a a company that put up a listing for Breath of the Wild 2 as like a pre-order, but it was like a pre-order for the quarter that it might come out in at the end of the year. And personally, I don't think that holds a lot of, I don't think that holds a lot of water. I do think we're going to see Breath of the Wild this year, but there's not enough information in that to even know if it's going to be like summer or which would be, you know, soon or like end of the fiscal year or end of this year. Like we, we don't know. But I think it makes the most sense to see it in fall because I don't see a, a big game like Breath of the Wild being launched in summer. So I just don't think that's going to be the thing. Uh, number two on my list is an announcement of some type of similar or smaller online multiplayer game similar to Mario 35. So if you guys remember, they released basically the original Mario, uh, like Super Mario Bros game in a, a brand new multiplayer online experience called mario 35 and honestly it's pretty fun i gotta give some credit there mario 35 is pretty good i like it um it adds a big spin and it throws some like tosses and turns your way that really made the first game feel fresh and interactive and good on a, a 2020 to 2021 playing ground you know what i mean so it was it was pretty cool and battle royale was super in he basically made mario battle royale so that was really cool i'm expecting to see something kind of similar to that with if you will a zelda 35 
Number three, I think we're gonna see one of the following. One of one of these one of these things one of these things these uh these three options. I would love, oh goodness, I would love to see all of them, but I just don't think Nintendo is going to give it to us. But one of the following, if not more than one, uh, in order of likelihood. You ready? All right. Most likely, Skyward Sword Remastered for the Switch. I think we might see Skyward Sword. The reason I believe it's most likely is there were some leaks that came out kind of mid-year, earlier in the year, that lead me to believe that that might be... I mean, I still don't know for sure if it's going to be the case, but it might be the most likely remaster we see for the Switch. It's not my most anticipated. It's not the one that I want more the most. It's just one that I think is most likely. Like I said, I would like to see all three, though. Uh, option B, here we go. A combination of Wind Waker and Twilight Princess on one game card or bundled as one game for the Nintendo Switch, kind of like we saw with... Um, you know, Mario World slash Bowser's Fury. I think we'll see some kind of combination of uh, of one of those games, Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. I actually think this might be, the of the three options, I think this one might be the one that I'd want the most. I would really like to see a Wind Waker Twilight Princess remaster for the Switch. Even if I just got Twilight Princess, I'd be happy about that. I think that would look really, really good. Or option C, uh, probably the least likely, is a Ocarina of Time. Slash Majora's Mask, 3D, because, you know, 3D games, got to get them in there on one card for the Switch, kind of like Mario 3D All-Stars. I don't think we'll see more than two games for, honestly, I don't have any real good reason for that, but I just don't think they'll give us more than two games in a bundle. Uh, but maybe they'll completely blow my mind, and we'll see something like Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Twilight Princess, 3D, you know, collection for switch i don't know exactly how they're going to do that but i would i would love to see let's read your comments dojeets dorito says i don't know if this is already out but a zelda themed console and dock to the best of my knowledge that doesn't exist but i do think that that i do think that that's possible because you know this year they were a little bit late to it, but they just released the Mario-themed Switch for Mario 35, and I personally believe that that was intended to be released earlier, but COVID kind of halted it and kind of pushed it back. I think it was something that was already being manufactured, already produced. They had a bunch of them lying around, so they went ahead and launched it anyway last month because they didn't want those to just not be used, and they want to try to go ahead and push all the hype towards uh towards mario so they can finish that up by march and then i think they're going to switch to zelda i hope they switch to zelda that is so that'd be kind of cool insane godman says i would love to see all of them oh me too i would love to see all of them I i'm hopeful i desire all of them i don't know if it's going to happen but i desire all of them and then two other things that i'm expecting to see that aren't necessarily game related i think we will see some animal crossing crossover like furniture shirts um different things like Kind of like what we saw with Mario 35 there as well. Other big, like, Nintendo IPs, I think we'll we'll see some some Zelda stuff. And I'd be down with that. I'd love to have some Zelda stuff in um, in Animal Crossing. I don't really care that much for, um, for Mario stuff in Animal Crossing. It really didn't excite me that much. But Zelda, on the other hand, that guy yeah, has me thinking about it. And then last, a little bit, not lastly, but not least, uh, I we'll definitely see some Zelda merchandise. I think we'll see T-shirts, hats, some toys, maybe. We'll, we'll see all of that, especially with Age of Calamity out and still being so popular, and the changes that are happening there. It's actually what we're going to be playing after the web show. I just cannot see 
they're not being some type of awesome Zelda merch. So that's what I'm thinking. Uh, and St. Godman said maybe a Smash Ultimate character. Mm, maybe, but I don't think so, considering there's a couple, like Link and like Kid Link and Dark Link and Zelda. They're already playable characters in Smash. I don't know how or who, and Ganon. Like, I don't, I don't know how or who they would add. You know what I mean? Like, unless maybe you saw the champions as a whole. Like, I could see something like that. Kind of like the Pokemon trainer thing. Where, like, you know, you have, wh whether it be uh, Charizard, um, Squirtle, or uh, uh, Venusaur. I think that's the three that are bundled in there. You know, at any given time, you could have one of those three Pokemon. I could totally see, like, having a Daruk, Mifa... Uh, Rivali and Urbosa like combination where you randomly get one of those champions maybe something like that maybe something like that but I don't I don't see much more than that Doji Cerrito says another thing is Zelda themed console backgrounds oh yeah I could yeah I could see Zelda themed backgrounds that'd be cool yeah I could. that's an easy one too they'll probably do that they'll probably do that Doge um yeah yeah yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I, I think they'll do that. That makes a lot of sense. All right, guys. Uh, once again, I want to hear any of your comments that you uh, want to put in last-minute comments right now. If you're an audio listener or on YouTube listening back or watching back later, uh, comment on YouTube or get involved every Thursday at 7 p.m. Central Time here at twitch.tv slash Pumpkin. We do, or not every Thursday, every other Thursday, we do this live. Uh, and I would love for you to be a part of the conversation. We talk about all kinds of great nerdy things, especially in the gaming world. But last week we talked about Star Wars, and that was super cool. Had some guests over. That's the type of thing and fun and random stuff that you can see. If you follow me on social, you'll have a little bit of a taste of what these episodes are going to be coming up. So definitely want you to do that. And as another reminder, I am currently running a giveaway that I would love for all of you to be a part of. So if you're listening back later, you can find that link everywhere all over stream everything and if you're watching right now live you can find that link in the in the chat right now so thank you all so much love and appreciate you um remember that if we keep that pumpkin positivity this year then we'll be able to make sure that 2021 is our year if you're watching or listening in audio later after every uh, web show we also play a little bit of games so we're about to do that now if you're watching live hang on uh, at the end of this episode, I'm about to go ahead and change scenes over after the outro, and we will jump right into the game that we're playing tonight. Love you guys. Thank you guys for two amazing years of streaming so far. I can't wait to see everything that's going to happen moving forward. It's, it's, it's going to be awesome. So thank you guys, and I will see you if you're live here in just a few minutes. And if not, I'll catch you in the next episode. Thanks. This is this is a yeah, yeah. This is a yeah, that's clear, no fear. Ah, yeah, ah, yeah, ah, yeah. This is a yeah, ah, yeah. This is a yeah, ah, yeah. This is a yeah, that's clear, no fear.